listening to the Unfreak Parents Podcast, episode 042. You're seen to chat about life, family, and of course, Unfreak McGee. I'm Sarah Jehemiak, podcast host, writer, mom of three, wife, and total Unfreak. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast. I hope that you were able to check out last week's show, a recap of the Umphreys shows happening March 7th at the Midtown Ballroom in Bend, Oregon, and the March 8th show that happened at McDonald Theater in Eugene, Oregon. There is a link in the show notes where you can check that out if you have not yet done so. This week's show will be like a part two covering the last two stops of that weekend, March 9th in Seattle, Washington, and March 10th in Sandpoint, Idaho. Before we get into the meat of this episode, of course, we have to mention Summer Tour has been announced. I am beyond excited about this. I'm sure I don't have to even explain it to you that is listening It means I can finally begin making our plans for the summer. There are a whole bunch of dates announced. I don't want to make you sit and listen to me read every single one of them, but I did put all of the information for where you can get tickets, um, VIP packages, everything is all in the show notes. And apparently there are some more dates to come so we will see where else Umphreys will be playing this summer and of course as soon as I know I will be passing it along to all of you guys. We are planning on being at Summer Camp, Red Rocks, Indianapolis, the Stone Pony, and Utica for sure with the possibility of St. Augustine, Wilmington, and Louisville. Hopefully we can make those happen. I've heard great things about those places. And of course, I mean, come on, St. Augustine, they always throw it down there. And Louisville too, for sure. Um, excited to explore some new places this summer, meet some new people, see some old friends, and interview some fellow um freaks along the way. Those details will be coming soon, so stay tuned for that. All right, so let's dive into it. As I just mentioned, on March 9th, the band made a stop at the Showbox Soto in Seattle, Washington, a city that they have visited a total of 19 times, including this stop here. The band making their first stop to the Emerald City back in 2001 on June 24th, playing at the Rainbow. The band has played at this venue one other time, last year on March 15th. This show opens with glory, and I think that when this one shows up as an opener, I think it really sets the tone for the evening, and they dangle the end of this one to slowly build into Rocker Part 2, which I feel went right along with the direction that that glory was laying out when it started the show. Sociable Jimmy coming up next sinking into its jam about four minutes in and continues to adventure on for the next few minutes. And slightly before nine and a half in, it begins to change direction and open up into this timid but hopeful jam that will eventually begin to build the pieces of sociable all back on top of each other. Not skipping a beat and stepping right into can do it 
next. This one becomes airborne about three minutes in, jams on until they move it back into that song. Yes, I say conduit, conduit, whatever. However you want to say it, I don't think it really matters. Um, An Unfinished Nothing Too Fancy that features an Ain't Talking About Love by Van Halen Tease. Interesting, too, this Nothing Too Fancy will go unfinished for the remainder of this evening as well as the next night in Sandpoint, Idaho. They very nicely segue that right into Make It Right. And everything about the first, like, minute and a half of that song just gives me the biggest smile on my face every single time I hear it. Just such a great tune all around. A cover of Live and Let Die coming up next to close out the first set. This song, originally done by Wings, has been covered by the band a total of 27 times, including this one here. Last time was in Chicago this past October on the 6th during the big weekend event. This one branching off slightly after two minutes in. This version featuring an It's About That Time by Miles Davis jam before slamming back into Live and Let Die. I am a gigantic Wings and Paul McCartney fan, so I selfishly, very selfishly love any time they cover Beatles tunes or Wings songs like when they did Band on the Run at my 50th show. I just... I just love it. So I loved this. But besides my personal feelings for this band and the song, I think it's, you know, Wings is a great band for them to cover. And this is a great song for them to cover too. It's another really great cover that allows them to make it their own in the jam. And I really enjoy that. I listen to older songs now and you know, think of it in in those terms, like, oh, yeah, you know, they can really extend the jam here and do this and this. So that's very cool. And personally, I feel, you know, you can't deny it's just a great cover for them. Set two in Seattle opens with Draconin. And I've mentioned before how much I love this song and others that are like it. Songs where there is this beginning of it and then this entire jam adventure And then it builds up into those inspiring Bayless lyrics. The adventure in this one begins about five and a half in, while this one gets its legs and builds a solid foundation to continue this jam on top of. We hear Stasic again being turned up here, really laying some thick layers to this jam. This adventures on slightly before 13 minutes and it begins to open up and blossom back into Draconin and of course those lyrics that come after that. Seasons next and then Jajunk. This one begins to forge its path slightly before three and a half in dancing along and it does hang out in a dance party for a little bit. We see a tease of Michael Jackson's want to be starting something. And then it begins to twinkle off kind of and get this drunk, dizzy, floating, like lopsidedness almost to the jam. The last little bit over a minute of this jam, it just bursts open and we see this gorgeous light emerge out of this 
soldiering on, but deciding to leave that junk behind and move along into Booth Love. This version features Nate Worth on percussion, Vaughn Henry on keyboards, and Sylvester, I don't even want to butcher your name, Joel totally killed it with pronouncing it during the show, but I'm going to butcher it, so I'm not even going to say it, on saxophone. All those guys are from Ghost Note, and as I mentioned in last week's episode, they opened for Umphreys this show and the two shows before this one in Bend, Oregon, and Eugene, Oregon. I will link them in the show notes so you can uh, get more information about all of those guys. I personally love Booth Love with the saxophone. I feel like this is how the song should always be played. It just rounds it out so much more, I feel. Joel and Vaughn from Ghost Note taking the reins on the jam about eight minutes in, and they continue along until they all come back together to head back into the ending of Booth Love. Intentions Clear up next they start to allow this one to wander about five minutes in with the very otherworldly undertones to this jam. Everything about this jam, from the way it starts to build up about six minutes in, building onto itself and how it just becomes this whole funky robotic creature. Stasic coming out hard about eight and a half in just fuck yeah, dude, like, Stasic is just killing it, and everybody coming back into continue building this creature, honestly, I would have to say for me, this Intentions Clear Jam is one of, if not my highlight from this Seattle show, I can only imagine what this looked like to watch, they build it up again until it doesn't seem like it could go any higher and that it somersaults right into the conclusion of DeJunk to close out the second set. The encore was a cover of Lenny by Stevie Ray Vaughan with a little roundabout by Yes Tease in the beginning. They have covered this tune a total of 49 times. Last time before this one here was April 22nd last year in Atlanta at 420 Fest with Brandon Taz I can't even do that last name either. I don't want to butcher people's last names because people do it to mine and I just don't want to do it to other people's. But if you don't know anything about this kid, he's like 15. You seriously need to check him out. I'll link videos and whatever else I can find about this kid. Um, I do know he's going to be playing at summer camp this year. Um, If I remember correctly, he was there last year and we missed his show because something else was happening at the same time. I don't remember what, but definitely want to check him out this year if possible because I've not seen him live. Um, But I remember watching that 420 Fest, um, like a free live webcast and watching him play that Lenny and him and Jake. Oh, it was amazing. If I can find video of that, I'll definitely link that in there as well. It's just that kid is, is amazing. Um, and then the floor rounds out the evening in Seattle. That brings us to the March 10th show at the Hive in Sandpoint, Idaho. The band has played at this venue a total of four times. 
first time in 2016 and then doing two nights in 2017. They have played in the state of Idaho only seven times, not hitting this state until 2010 for the first time on January 19th. A lot of people in various places online were mentioning that Idaho got the treatment with the show, and I would have to agree with that statement totally. The highlights for me um, in this entire show were the kabump into mail package in the first set, um, as well as the Higgins that closes out the first set, and the Utopian that we see in the second set. The entire second set was only five songs, which for me just absolutely makes my mouth water when I see that on the set list. Love it when they do that because they mean, you know, there's some serious expansion in the jams within that set. This first set opens with a triangle tier and Interesting, when we last saw this song, it was in an encore position, and I'm going to be honest, I enjoy this song much more as an opener. Um, I think it's just a really great song to start the evening off. Um, then they go into Loose Ends from the Similar Skin album, last done at the St. Augustine show last August. This one has grown on me as time has gone on. Um, this version, honestly, um, is a reason for that. This is a really great version of this song. And then they take that right into the kabump that I mentioned. I love this song anyways. It's just a fun and funky tune. Stasic coming in before a minute and a half of the song, laying the foundation for where this jam is about to go. And it journeys along for a little bit, having some fun, and then bringing it back into Kabump. It goes off again on its merry little way, five and a half in. And this is where we see the real expansion that made this jam a highlight for me. And I'm going to ask all of you listening, if someone can please tell me in the jam from like, 8:20 until or 6:20, excuse me, until 8 minutes what they are playing. It sounds so familiar to me. I can't find any information about it. There's no note on all things Umphreys, you know, if it's a cover or a jam from something else. I've not been able to find anything out about that. So if anybody knows whether or not it's you know, a repeat of a jam from another song or something. Whatever it is, please drop me an email, umfreakparentspodcast at gmail.com, and tell me. <laughs> it's driving me nuts. I'm trying to figure it out. I cannot figure it out. Um, again, that's in the Kabump Jam from 6.20 until 8 minutes. So please, somebody, I would love to know. After that, it blossoms and soars into this beautiful, hopeful section, and then they bring it right back into that part that I was talking about before. So again, it's it's right in there, and it comes back again, and it's just been driving me nuts. So whatever it is, please, somebody save me and help me figure out what this is. Um, mail package next 
the jam slightly after three minutes is very mysterious leading into Andy and Chris about four minutes. I just love what those two dudes are doing back there. And they take the lead as the rest of it starts to grow and morph and just become more ominous. But then it just skips right back into mail package without continuing to allow that monster to grow more. Love that tune too. The Lanier that begins to dive headfirst into its jam slightly after four minutes in, it just continues on, but then it decides to pivot and change direction about four minutes later, dancing around for a little bit and then transitions into upward. We all know the beautifulness of that song. Um, And then the fuzz coming back out again. This one came out during night three of the Brooklyn Steel Run. I'm not going to complain, though, because I love that tune. So they can uh, bring it out as much as they want to. This one ends in a very interesting way, bringing it to a complete end before going into a really fatty Higgins When that one sinks its heels in, it goes right for a dance party. Stasic adding some layers underneath throughout before cooling the dance party and then marching it back into Higgins to close out the first set in Sandpoint. The second set, as I mentioned before, was only five songs. And personally, when I see this on a set list like this, it just... It makes me so happy because that means one thing, so much stretching of jams and all sorts of fun expansions throughout the set. This set gets the party started with 40s theme, doesn't skip a beat, dancing right into the jam and enjoying every second of its journey. A Bayless solo begins to peek through and eventually comes to a full blossom before leading the path into the end of 40s. The last minute or so kind of lingers around giving us this very beautiful and delicate little tune. It's so beautiful. It doesn't sound like anything familiar to me. And, you know, if you listen to the song and you know what it is, please reach out to the show. Tell me because I love to know this kind of stuff. And if it's not, then it's going to be very interesting to see if that goes anywhere or if that was just, you know, a random moment. Um, Then they gently move away from that and go into Utopian. This one, (laughs) this Utopian, and if you've listened to this show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This clocking in at like 26 minutes Before going into listening to this show myself, I read lots of people saying amazing things about this Utopian, and they were not wrong at all. (laughs) This version featuring a jam with The Message by Grandmaster Flash as the main focal point in the beginning, we start to see that come in at about one and a half minutes in, and sometimes, you know, when they they put something, they pepper something in there. It's only in there, you know, very briefly. But they hang out with this for a little while. And they've never done, you know, never done a cover of the message. So maybe, you know, that's them really getting a feel for it and seeing perhaps this is something they could bring out. Because 
recently, this was on a set list. I cannot remember off the top of my head, but very recently in 2019, and it was crossed off. So it's definitely something that they are thinking about. Um, I have a feeling that we're definitely going to see that at least once more this year, and it's going to be really exciting to see. This utopian pivots and changes directions again, moving into the real meat of this jam slightly before six minutes, opening right up into a dance party, and Stasic offering up some denseness underneath this jam for a little bit before it decides to set its sights on the sky and begins to build and gather everything it needs to continue to elevate about 11 minutes instead of building up more and more they actually bring it to a more even kind of place and then toy around and have some fun with it for a little bit before defining its next direction and then slightly after 14 minutes it's decided and it goes back to dancing and just continues on Finding, finally landing itself back into Utopian slightly before 18 and a half minutes in. To say that this jam was a journey is an understatement. This one certainly deserves a listen if you've not done that already. And interesting, I want to note, it says drone in parentheses after this tune on the set list. And the way the jam heads in the beginning about 22 and a half minutes and through to the end of the song we can see what that means there are parts throughout that that sound just like you know a drone very interesting what they've done there not skipping a beat or taking a break they move right into puppet string a nice size version coming in over 12 minutes it begins to head into its jam slightly after four minutes in and soldiers on for a couple of minutes before going back into puppet string about nine minutes. Continuing to keep things moving along with Den coming up next and we all know the dance party that that song is and of course this version was no exception and did not disappoint. Carrying with the theme of this jam heavy set Front porch with a really nice adventure nestled right in the middle, making an appearance to round out this five song set. Encore for this evening was one song, a cover of the Beatles tune, I Want You, She's So Heavy, featuring Jeff Grady on percussion. Grady is the owner of the high venue. He also sat in with the band on percussion in 2017 on the Clash cover, Rock the Casbah. This Beatles song has been covered a total of 31 times, including this time here. Last time we saw this one was this past August 16th at the House of Blues in Lake Buena Vista, Florida. I just mentioned in the last episode how much of a, a big Beatles fan I am and how much you know I love them. And I've talked about this on the show before. So, you know, of course, I love this cover. But... It seriously gives me goosebumps every single time they play it, and it's not because of my love for the Beatles. It's really because of the respect that they give this song in the way that they play it. You know, they honor it so much in the way that it's played. It's just beautiful. 
I mean, really, it is. And funny story, I did randomly once share the official YouTube video of this. Um, If you don't know, this is on the London Sessions album that they recorded at the famous Abbey Road Studios. Of course, the Beatles recorded there. Pink Floyd recorded there. Um, All sorts of people have recorded there. Um, So there is an official YouTube video. I'll link it in the show notes if you haven't seen it or if you want to watch it again because it's just absolutely amazing. Um, Anyways, so I posted this video in a thread on the Paul McCartney message board talking about covers of, you know, Beatles or McCartney songs. And nobody in that thread knew who Umphreys McGee was. They were completely blown away by this cover. I mean, personally, I was looking at what other people were posting, other bands that have done covers of Beatles songs and everything that everybody else was posting just kind of sucked, honestly. Um, <laughs> but this is that's the only time I ever posted on that board or in any of the threads on there anyway. So I'm hoping that my little one-and-done post was able to change somebody's life musically. Um yeah, anyway, so as I previously mentioned, this one song encore ends the show in Sandpoint, Idaho. So that's all I have for this episode of the podcast. Anything that I reference throughout the show can be found in the show notes, as well as the set list for the shows discussed and where you can listen to them. I would love for you to check out the show's website. That information is in the show notes as well. There is a blog on the site, advertising information, where you can find any info about upcoming meetups, and one convenient place where you can find all of the podcast episodes. Any questions or comments about anything talked about in this episode or any episode that you may be listening to, please feel free to reach out. I love hearing from you guys and learning anything new about Umphreys or even podcasting. I'm still new to this and learning as I go, so always looking for advice, pointers, tips, any of that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Much obliged.